What's up, everyone? Uh, it's been a couple weeks since our last episode. Uh, Kurt Wheeler from Upward Stars was our last one. I planned to get a couple college coaches on in between then, but had to reschedule. So we're sticking to the grassroots uh, today, grassroots level today. And I have uh, Nick Jones from Team Curry and Myers Park on today. And um, I think Sim Frazier was actually the very first guest I had on uh, of Team Curry. So now we're back with another Team Curry guy. Um, similar to Upward, you know, uh, with Kurt, uh, Team Curry is a you know, program I have a lot of uh, respect for, a good relationship with all their guys. So I always enjoy getting to see them around and uh, getting to talk basketball with them. And Nick is one that I always uh, really talk with, I think, very highly of his, uh, you know, mind and eye for the game. So glad to have him on. Nick, welcome. Thanks, man. Thanks, Trent. Thanks for having me. Um, you know, this first basketball podcast uh I've done so it's I love talking hoops so uh definitely looking forward to it sure so as, as usual uh, we'll get started with uh you know intro um any background info brief stuff um anything you want the listeners in uh to know about who you are what you do yeah so um it's it's kind of funny how my start in basketball came about because uh, growing up and in high school, I was actually a college baseball recruit. Um, oh, wow. Baseball was my main sport that I played in high school. Um, I was an outfielder, um, Division One recruit by a couple low major schools and uh, ended up going to East Carolina to try to walk on my freshman and sophomore, sophomore year and didn't make it. Um, but I wanted to be a, a MLB scout. I wanted to work in the front office and, you know, pursue that path. I always knew I wanted to do something in sports where you could be part of raw, roster construction, things of that. Yeah. Um, but I got to my senior year and I was like, man, I really haven't done anything remotely close to that plan. I need to figure it out. So I remember uh, I took like a coaching theories class and we had to design a practice plan and, and I designed a basketball plan. And I was like, you know what? That was really fun um, putting that together. So I reached out to my high school basketball coach. I said, hey, coach, I'm thinking about coaching. What steps do you think I need to take? And he was like, it's funny because out of all my guys, all my former players, I always thought you would make a good coach. So um, I ended up doing the whole camp circuit grind after undergrad. Uh, University of Texas, Memphis, Baylor, um, got to know different people. Um, I tried to get in the NBA for an internship and worked in somebody's basketball operations department, all of that. So, you know, I went through the run of the mill kind of grind that all young, aspiring um, future basketball employees kind of go through. Yeah. Um of Ended up coaching at a uh, small private school in Austin, Texas, where my parents were living on like a $700 stipend and mm -hmm. like four games that year. Um, but what it did was it fostered my love for really teaching the game. Even though yeah. we were losing, I had to find something to be excited about every single day in the gym to give those guys kind of the the juice to keep coming back. Um, sure. And then once that ended, uh, a friend of mine that was at East Carolina as a manager kind of informed me that they were going to have some GA spots open. Um, and I went out there to work a camp and, and got hired on the spot and 
and went back for grad school. And it's been kind of a, a fun ride ever since where I, I've been a part of the basketball world and I haven't let it go. Yeah, for sure. So that, that goes to my first question. Uh, you know, you already gave a little background on your past so far, but you know, expand a little more on that. You know, you said you're a graduate assistant in East Carolina now. Um, you know, how was that and how have you, you know, gotten to the point where you're at now with Myers Park and, and all that? Uh, being a GA really shaped a lot of my thought process around player development, around mm video um, and how important it is around social media and how important yeah. it is because I was able to see the day-to-day -day inner workings of a division one program. Yes. Um, and there were some things that I always thought we could have done better or we could have done more with. And I was always like, Hmm, you know, if I ever get a chance to be a part of a program, um, I would like to see these things implemented in what we do. Yeah. Um, being on the floor with some of those assistants and having to work in the drills, I was really able to learn and see how you take a kid from day one and have a plan and kind of mold him into whatever you need for your team. Sure. Um, and that was a big part of my early kind of uh, learning process. And then the video, like that my main job as a GA was to help with the scouting reports, chop up film after games, um, get individual clips. So I had to learn how to do that stuff quickly and efficiently because you got an assistant coach who has a head coach who's on top of him. Hey, I need those clips to show the team. And you got three hours to do it. It's like you yep. got to get it done <laughs> in a timely manner or now you got two people yelling at you. So exactly. um, that experience really shaped a lot of – um, who I am now as a coach, um, getting to see basketball at, at that high of a level and, and kind of what it takes on a day-to-day to, -day to um, be successful. Um, and, and, yeah, that's that's been a big thing for me. Sure. So uh, going into Myers Park a little bit, you know, I've um, – I, I live in Atlanta, so I'm not in North Carolina, but, you know, I've been able to come to workouts, come to games, you know, each of the last three years and kind of – you know, see how you guys have progressed. So, you know, talk about your your season with that. Um, you know, getting getting over the hump, getting to the state championship. Uh, anything you want to talk about with uh, you know, this past season? I mean, it's it was everything I could have imagined. Everything we could have imagined. This was year eight for me at Myers Park. Wow, um, I've been there since I left grad school at East Carolina. And to kind of see the slow build of that program to become what it is today mm -hmm. has been very fulfilling. Um, of course. You know, myself, when, when myself and Coach Taylor, um, our head coach, when we first sat down seven years ago, we said, why can't Myers Park be a basketball school? Like, there's no reason. Um, and every year we took our lumps. Uh, we didn't always have the most talented group, but we had – a vision that every offseason we tweaked and evolved and, and we got better and better. And then, you know, you need talent to win at the highest levels. And um, we were able to develop guys within our program and, and really get a good group this year that bought into everything that we were trying to preach to them about, you know, accomplishing something that was bigger than themselves. Um, and that was 
it's been awesome. It's been an awesome feeling to wake up and be like, you know, we we're state champs. Yeah. Was, was there anything different this year that you think, you know, maybe really took you guys to the next level or do you think it's just been, you know, consistent over the last, you know, however many years with this group that you had that just to get to this point, was there something where you're like, Oh, well, this has really changed and this is why we were able to, to elevate to the level we did. I just think we had the perfect mesh of high-level talent and guys who were hungry to yeah. do something more than what had been done before. Um, you know, last year we made it to the Elite Eight and we lost by 30 on the road. And a lot of that team was coming back. and. Wow it was a, a sour taste in our mouth. Um, and that, I think our season ended on a Tuesday. The state championship was Saturday. We were back in the weight room on Monday. And wow. <laughs> it was like, a, it was just like a constant grind. Like guys, like we don't want that taste anymore. We got to taste no. good enough to really make a run at this thing and finish the job. And that's kind of the mindset that we had literally all off season and it just carried over to to the season and our our practices I mean any college coach that came through anybody that watched our practices they would tell you like they were intense we got yeah. after it and it it just made the games easier sure no I definitely noticed that and I you know was able to see you guys in different settings you know the June stuff at Lake Point down at City of Palms or at a local you know Charlotte playoff game and you know it never changed I think I I gained a you know appreciation and respect for that. It's the same approach. It's not like you guys just get up for one game and then others. It's whatever. Um, so going into Team Curry a little bit um, before we go into you know your specific team this year, talk about how that developed, how you got involved on the AU side of things. Yeah, so um, I think it was my going into my second year at Myers at Myers Park. Uh, I got involved with pro skills basketball with PSB yep. and um, I helped out with the PSB elite 16s and um, I was an assistant coach. And the following year I was able to move to the PSB elite 15 U head coach. Mm -hmm. um, we had some really talented players that year. Uh, I had Deontay Green on that team. Who's at Florida state um, had Drake May, uh, yeah. on the team, um, had Jordan Bly, the son of Dre Bly. He plays football at Old Dominion. So we were a really talented group. And then the next year um, was kind of the springboard where I had Caleb Foster and Jordan Marsh and those guys. Yeah. And, um, then we get the Team Curry deal um, yeah. after that season. And, you know, it's been a fun ride ever since of watching this program grow. Um, we still have our same core values that we had in terms of the type of kids that we go after, the philosophy in which we coach, um, in which we develop guys and help them get recruited. But, you know, we're just on a more elevated platform. Um, yeah. and, and I love it because Team Curry, to me, is a lot like Myers Park in terms of the environment, the culture. It, yep. It's a good uh, – it meshes well with my personality and how I like to – operate and how we see things definitely no I think that's that's clear um to talk a little bit of more uh, a little bit more about you know you you have the 16u team each year and you've had some good groups you know with that group that won the ua 16s a couple years ago 
talk about that a little bit and what it's like to have them as 16 guys to, you know, do well, but also prepare them for that 17U summer and year the, the following year. Yeah, so 16U is an interesting age group because you're kind of caught in the middle where they're not babies anymore um, on 15U, but they're not quite vets yet. Um, no. Most most of the kids that I get have just finished their sophomore year. They probably played varsity. Um, whether they played heavy minutes or not, that varies on the kid and the program, but they've kind of figured things out a little bit more. And um, they're just really getting serious in the weight room and kind of figuring out where they're going. Mm-hmm. I, I always say the biggest jump in a kid's development is between his sophomore and junior year. Um, yeah. Yeah. Junior year is the year where if you're a really good player, you're expected to kind of show that you're that guy by junior. Yeah, definitely. Um, so my group, I usually try to provide a space where we really accelerate those guys' development and, and teaching them the game at a high level and coaching them hard. Um, obviously, we play really competitive schedule. So they're learning on the fly quite a bit. And um, sometimes that can be tough. Some come along quicker than others. Some take a little bit longer. But the mission is always by July, be playing our best basketball. And then by their you know, heading into their junior years, they feel a lot more confident in who they are as a player. Definitely. So this year's team, you know, I've been able to already see you guys probably, what, three or four times, I guess. Um, Talk about, you know, the group you have this year, uh, what you like about them, um, how you feel about, you know, how you guys have done so far and how you could do in July. Yeah, so, you know, I think we've got a group this year that um, got a lot of different pieces. Um, wanted to have a smaller, more athletic group that could really defend, um, that mm-hmm. could get out and run, um, had multiple ball handlers that could put the ball on the floor. Um, I think in, in on the circuit and in grassroots, you see that it's usually a team with really good guards that win. Um, and you have to be able to defend, but also be able to shoot and create on the other end. And uh, that's something that we've really – um, kind of dialed in on, but we also got some bigs that uh, we got a lot of high hopes for. Um, yeah. We think they've got a lot of potential to really develop down the line. So, you know, it's it's been fun. It's been a group that we, we're we're coaching up every day, um, and I think they'll continue to get better in progress as the spring summer rolls along. Good. Um, something, you know, I've always noticed about you and I think it's, you know, why me and you, you know, have good conversations and have a good relationship is, you know, you're about the right things. Um, you know, I, I just appreciate your mind and view on things, you know, you put a lot of good stuff out on Twitter. Um, so talk about that a little bit, you know, some of, you know, your views on things, your philosophy, um, any philosophies you have, player development, anything like that, just, you know, kind of expand and give a little, little more detail about, um, you know, your mind. Yeah, so, I mean, with me, I've always been a information seeker. Like, that's that's who I am yeah. as a person. That's who I am as a coach. So, I'm always reading. I'm always watching something. I'm always seeing what I could pick up. Um, if I'm watching a game, I'm looking at a scenario and thinking, how can I turn that into a drill for skill work? Mm-hmm. Um, I think all of that is important because I think – a lot of my philosophy is rooted in player development. 
I just, yes. you know, at the at the public high school level, you can't go out and recruit kids. You can't handpick your roster. You get who you get. And you can either complain about it or find a way to make your team better, make your players better. And I think that's why we've had the success that we've had at Myers Park. That's our program philosophy. We, you're going to develop. You're going to get better. We're going to take the time to really, really um, improve you and have a plan behind you. And uh, I'm really intentional about that, you know, in terms of the differences between one player and another player, figuring out how to help each one based off of their skill set and their strengths, and then finding a way how to mesh that with what we do as a program. Um, but you've also got to know what you're talking about. And that's a big <laughs> thing. Like you can't, it's not just let's get in the gym, let's get shots up, do some ball handling drills and go home. Mm -hmm. Like you, you need to, to speak the language. You need to know the language so your kids understand. Um, and I've always tried to develop and help those guys understand the game at a level above where they are. Um, yeah. I think what that does is that allows them to think the game at a higher level than their peers. And mm -hmm. um, maybe you're not always as skilled as others or more skilled, but at least your IQ and your feel is higher. Sure, sure. Yeah. So you're, you know, involved in both high school and AAU or the travel circuit, as we've talked about. Um, you know, how, how do you kind of maybe take things from both sides and apply them to the other? Or, you know, what do you have any, you know, thoughts about that? I've kind of always been interested to, you know, ask coaches who were um, in both, both areas. Yeah, so, you know, the high school season is such of a long grind. You're in it five, six days a week. Mm -hmm. um, is is over like a five month span. You get back to school in September and you're starting workouts and you really don't slow down until March when the season ends. Yeah. Um, but you also get to connect with your players a little bit more. Um, sure. And you get to do things, you know, take things slower on the court, whereas travel ball is fast paced. You might get three weekends of practice and then you're playing already. Um, mm -hmm. So I've been able to find a balance or find ways to, I guess, adjust my teaching style that works yeah. from the season to from the school season to you got to pick up the pace a little bit um, during travel ball. But what it's also done is made me more intentional with what I'm teaching and what I'm sure. saying because you don't have a lot of time to waste. Um, you don't have a lot of practice time, so you have to be concise, you have to be efficient, um, but still not get too far away from the things that you believe in. Um, and I think if you watch Team Curry and watch Myers Park play, you will see a lot of similarity in the philosophies. And that's one thing that's been big for me. There's not a lot of difference between the two. It's not like school season, we're doing one thing, and then travel ball, it's completely different. I'm teaching something I don't believe in. Um, it's kind of connected. So that makes it easier for me to get my points across and for the kids to understand. Sure. So going, this is this is a related question. Um, now, what is your kind of view and opinion on like the grassroots landscape right now, the current state of things with, you know, recruiting the transfer portal, how parents and kids, you know, view things. 
Uh, any thoughts on that? Because um, that's another another topic that I think about a lot. I have a lot of conversations about. Um, so I, just just to hear from um, you know someone else that is, again is involved in both the travel scene and the high school landscape. For sure. I mean, my opinion on all of this stuff is you have to adapt. Yes. I am not a person that is going to sit around and complain, sit around and be upset over things that I cannot control. And yeah. I just don't believe in that. I, it's something that we tell our players all the time. Control what you can control and adapt. Because in the game, you're going to have stuff thrown at you. We could do drills all day, but in the game, you get something thrown at you and you got to react, find a solution for it, find an answer for it. If a kid twists his ankle in warm-ups, you can't sit on the bench and complain about it. You've got to find the next option and then figure it out. And I think that's where we are with the grassroots game, with the high school, the amateur, all this stuff. NIL, transfer portal, like yeah. finding answers to me is more important than sitting around complaining about it. Because yeah. if I complain about it, somebody else is going to be doing the work to find an answer and they're going to be ahead of it. I'd rather be ahead of the game. Um, help educate these kids, help educate these parents. Um, we keep our programs at the forefront of any movement and we can react accordingly. Um, the portal is the portal. Like at the end of the day, if it's going to be there, it's going to be there. But we, what we can control is how we develop our kids. All right. If schools are going to go after older kids and we need to, we need to, increase what we're doing player development wise to make sure our rising college freshmen are even more prepared to play like yeah. is it more film uh do we need to be more conceptual in our drills and making sure that they understand the game at a higher level um anything that any little nugget that we can use to help those guys be better to compete more on an even playing field we're going to do that instead of like i said instead of complaining about the portal it's going to be there. Um, yeah. It kind of is what it is. Sure. Um, so you, you just touched on this a little bit, but given that you've been around, you know, a variety of players, some really high level guys and all the way down to lower levels, what do you think, um, you know, is maybe the most important thing um, for high school guys in their transition to the college game right now? What do you, or maybe the biggest hurdle? Um, any thoughts on that? Um, I think you need to know how to play the game. <laughs> Usually I think, helps. I think a lot of kids do a lot of drills, um, a lot of ball handling, a lot of shooting, a lot of one-on-one -on -one with the cones or the coach, but don't know how to play basketball. You don't mm -hmm. know how to move without the ball. You don't know how to move um, off general dribble penetration and space the floor. Um, basic man-to-man -man defensive concepts, help the helper and being in the gap and not helping out a strong side corner. All of the stuff that comes with um, decision-making on both ends of the floor, I think the better that you can process information and the quicker you can retain information, the, the more your coach at the next level will trust having you on the floor. You don't have to be the most skilled guy but a coach has to trust that on both sides of the floor, you know what you're doing. Number one, you're not going to hurt the team and mm -hmm. you don't make a ton of mistakes because then they can find places. Okay. We can put you here. We can put you there. But if you're out there and you got the best jumper in the world, best handle, but they don't trust 
your decision making or your ability to remember the scout, like they're not gonna put you on the floor. It's just not. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I like that. Um, all right. So last question, going back to Myers Park, what was your favorite thing? This is a two part question. What was your favorite thing about this season? And what do you think is the next step for you guys to replicate that next season? Um, I think with us, it was how connected we were. Like our our motto has always been um, familyhood and, and preaching. Yeah, yeah tight-knit community amongst us in the locker room and blocking out distractions. And I'd be lying if I didn't say we we had distractions this year. And what I mean by that is the noise. Like our hype started during the summer in June when we kind of walked through our, our June schedule. And from then on, we were getting articles written about us and all this, that, and the third. And then we drop our early season game and it's all of a sudden Myers Park is overrated. They're not as good as they are. <laughs> and we didn't play for another 10 days. And we had really turned it up in practice. And we were like, look, guys, is this how you want your season to go? And then we go down to City of Palms and you take two close L's against nationally ranked teams and Archbishop Stepanak um, yep. with Boogie Flan. And then you, you lose one to Miami Columbus with the Boozers. And it's like, I remember after the locker room, Coach Taylor was like, this is it. Like, no more losing. Let's be the team we're supposed to be. And mm -hmm. from then on, we lost one game for the rest of the season. Uh -huh. And that was that was mid-December. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's my favorite thing, how we, we got all on the same page and we just got on that train and we just kind of rolled through everything. Um, sure. What was the second question again? What's what's the you know next step for you guys? What are you going to have to do to replicate, duplicate that success this year? I think it's it's the work, embracing the work, embracing the challenge. We've been talking about that all offseason, um, not resting on our laurels of, yeah, we won one. You got to stay hungry. Um, <laughs> you have to have a purpose beyond just winning the trophy. And that was something we talked about this year. Yeah. You know, a trophy is is an extrinsic reward. It's it's an outward motivation. That's great. But internally, what's what's pushing you to be one percent better every day? And we talk about that. And, and I think that's what gets you over the day to day grind of, man, we just won one. Like, why are we back in the gym? Why are we doing <laughs> this? You got to find something internally that's going to push you to be that one percent better. And I think for us that's going to be the the natural challenge. You know, we're going to be everybody's Super Bowl when we walk in the gym. Oh, yeah. um, there'll be articles written about us, media, all of that stuff. And we got to block it out again and, and see if we can see if we can get it done. I've been reading a lot. Um, big, big, longtime Chicago Bulls fan. So, you know, I look at old Phil Jackson stuff and kind of see some of the philosophies when he was trying to motivate those guys to still win. Um, yeah high level and it, it won't be easy, but, but I think we'll be prepped for the challenge. Sure. No, I think those are you know two good uh, topics to end on. Um, but that's, those are all the questions I have. Uh, anything else that uh, you want to end with or leave our uh, listeners with? No, um, I appreciate you having me, man. And, and, you know, by now I've always respected the job that you do. Um, been for for years been seeing you grinding it out in the gym 
you'll be the one media guy on court eight, you know, when nobody's <laughs> over there. But next thing you know, it's somebody who blew up. And, and I have a lot of respect for that. So, no, I appreciate you having me on here. Oh, of course. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought we touched on some good things and always enjoy talking basketball with you. And I'm sure I'll see you out soon as as always. So thanks for your time. But yeah. that'll do it. Nick Jones, Myers Park and Team Curry. And uh, we'll be back on soon with some other guests. Thanks, Trent.